Sox are three and three. Just one against the Detroit Tigers today, nine to seven. Got a little scary at the end of that yeah. game, but uh, great offensive performance. A lot of guys that have been disappointment so far uh, stepped up in the lineup, uh, and we'll get into that. But welcome into episode nine of Speaking Socks. Thanks for listening. If you're new here, follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, everything at the Tipsy Tailgate. We've got content from all sports. We've got content for the NFL draft coming up, content from baseball, uh, basketball, basketball playoffs are starting just now. Um, definitely follow us. Check us out. Give us a chance. Um, we've got great stuff coming in the future, potentially a Jackie Bradley Jr. interview on the pod, um, and we'll keep you guys in touch with that. But for today's podcast, um, we're going to talk about both today's game, um, the, de- the decision around the league, already very controversial pulling uh, Clayton Kershaw with Today a perfect game. Today was a game. terrible day for baseball. Yeah. Terrible day and, for baseball. And then some news that Sox fans really didn't want to hear uh, with Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts both being considered very far from a extension with the Red Sox. So uh, let's, let's first touch on the extension issues. What do you think so far, Ben? I'm... Um... I'm honestly, I'm still very confident that the Rafi situation uh, will be resolved and figured out because I think that uh, the team understands, the management understands, I think everyone in the building understands that Rafael Devers is easily the most important player on your team, easily the best player on your team. Uh, when Before today, when no one else could could hit a ball, uh, he was the only one doing it. He was, he was carrying the team through the first five games, uh, so it was pretty evident. Uh, this year and along with last year, he's the guy who had the home run that sent you to the playoffs. He's also the guy that had a yeah. huge game against the Yankees. Him and Xander, the two guys that are trying to get extended, uh, both carried you through that wild card game where we absolutely spanked the Yankees. So uh, these are our two cornerstone players. Uh, I'm a little nervous that we're going to lose Xander. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually very nervous we're going to lose Xander, but I'm still confident that we'll be able to figure out the Rafi situation. Yeah, so, so far, if you're not uh, familiar with the situation, um, Jeff Passan said today that the Red Sox and Rafael Devers' contract standoff reminds him of Mookie Betts. You see, I would yep. I would flip it. I think Xander's reminds me much more of Mookie okay. Betts because I, I think that we're going to learn our lesson from the Mookie situation with Rafi and figure that one out. But I, I agree uh, with Jeff uh, Payson. If he was talking about uh, Xander, I would, agree, I would agree with him 100%. Yeah, and then... Uh, so that's obviously troubling. We all know how Mookie Betts ended up um, getting shipped off. But another report from John Heyman, huge agent around the league, very respected. Um, Bogart's sour on Red Sox offer, saying that it felt like a slap in the face on his one-year extension offer from the Red Sox. So Xander, obviously not really necessarily in great standing with the organization right now yep. because of this. Um, while there is a different situation for uh, Devers, Devers, it's been reported again from John Heyman uh, that he's looking for an ultra long contract that would make him a As Red Sox. Yeah, that would make him a Red Sox for life. It says in quotes. Yeah. So, you know, I think the situations differ uh, greatly. I think Bogarts they wanted to keep Bogarts maybe for a shorter deal, three years, something like that, along yeah. those lines. You have to remember Marcelo Myers is coming up the ranks and he's one of the top prospects in the entire league and will be a top probably five prospect within the next year or two, if not higher. Um, we also have Jeter Downs, who's on other shortstop, but his hitting is just 
pretty terrible at this point. I think we're starting to rule him out as a real major league option at this point. But in terms of what Marcelo Myers could mean for the squad in the future, I mean, he's huge. And if you're Heim, you're obviously looking at that and you're like, why would we give Xander a deal, what, six, seven years, what, what five years? I don't know what he would be asking for, but all this money per year, you know. It's got to be six years in AAV of around and it's gonna 30. Be, exactly. Like it's going to be steep. And I think 30 has been rumored, rumored at least somewhere near there. So that's a lot of money, especially when you have a prospect coming up that plays the same position. Well, do you, well, do you know what my – sorry to cut you off. Do no, you know what my answer to that question would be? Yeah. You're the Boston Red Sox. That's why you spend that money. You, yeah, you have the third highest payroll in the league for a reason, so that you can so you can draft and keep these elite players keep, that keep you develop. So, sure. so you know, I really, if Heim if Heim messes this up, I'm gonna be pissed. I really am. Yeah. So then, so that's that's the Xander situation. I I'm I'm there with you. I I think that Xander, I'd probably put his odds at, and this might be a little bit of an overreaction. I'd probably say 65 percent out the door. At this moment, I would say he's probably around 65, 70 yeah. percent. But I think that can be changed. Uh, throughout the season, you know, obviously he's probably, if not the most loved guy in the room, he's 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 up there for the Red Sox. He's he's and, just a presence in that in that clubhouse. Yeah, and I think the off season kind of, um, it, it gave at least in my perspective, it was one of those things where everyone was so high on Rafi and just so overwhelmed with what he did last season and and his potential that they kind of overlooked Xander. And then the beginning of this year starts and. Xander's getting on base almost yeah. every at bat. It yeah. seems like he's clearly a huge piece, if not the biggest piece of this offense right now. And Devers gets the RBIs, but you know, Xander's Xander does just as good yeah. of a job, especially as a shortstop. You know, and so it's it's really tough to to kind of underrate or um to to be lower on Xander and be like, well, we could sign Rafi and not do Xander. When Xander's just proving that he's, I mean, we need him, you know. Yeah. And defensively, he's not all there, but you know, I, I he's think such an offensive asset. Fla- I think it's way too much flack for his defense. Um, I, yeah. I actually think I think he's a a very good border borderline elite defender. I, I think he gets way too much, uh, way too much flack for that. And another thing is, we we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, where the signing of Story may be a sign. Uh, that Xander's time's coming to an end with the Boston Red Sox. I don't. Story as I well. Re- I really yeah. don't think that that's uh, out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I just hope he doesn't end up with a team like the Yankees, which which is my biggest fear. If we lose him, that would. I, I bet he would definitely go to the Yankees, and, and that would just be a kick in the balls. That would for sure hurt a lot. So what? So that's our situation with Xander. Now, Rafi, what do you think? I think we lock up Rafi for sure, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be at a contract that's. I don't know. No, I think seven years. I think he's gonna, pushing uh, three hundred. I, I would not be surprised if he gets around a ten year deal. I, I think he's worth it. I really do. T- what? What do you think? Ten year, three twenty, maybe. Uh, that's like, what I would pay him. Would, uh, close to a record shattering deal. I think he's worth the money. And again, you're the Boston Red Sox. You can afford it. What's the point of having the third highest payroll in the league if you're not going to use it? If you're not going to use it on a guy like Raphael Devers. Raphael Devers doesn't just grow on trees. He's a special player, a special talent. And you drafted him, you developed him, you've already won a championship with him on your roster, uh, and just, you, you can win more so. So, um, so I, just, I would not understand letting yeah, him walk Going Going back on, on your statement with Xander, um, I just looked up his defensive run saved, which is a, a sabermetric advanced analytic stat on kind of how, how much your defense impacts the game. He's at 
last season a minus five, which is below average. Average is zero, above average is plus five, I'm so also, on and so forth. I, I'm a I'm a so, much bigger uh, manalytics guy than analytics. If you yeah. put him in a in a in a postseason game, he has to turn two on a hard hit ground ball. I'd rather have him I think than big most moments. of the shortstops yeah. in, in the I agree. MLB. I think big moments, He's he, he shows up, yeah. especially on defense, and it might Listen, be those. If you're, if, I, I don't want to make this sound like I don't care about regular season baseball. If it's the middle it's of long June season. At, at 3 o'clock and it's you space season. out on a play, Agreed. I really don't care. I really don't. I agree. Just lock in when it really matters and make the big plays. Okay, so if you had to give Rafi Devers a percentage on returning just like we gave Xander, what are you saying at? I'm at 90%. Yeah, I would go 90 as well. I yeah. think I think the situation differ, differs from Mookie. I think we might have seen the full potential of Mookie well, do you on remember, the Sox. Do you remember with And I don't the think Mookie we've seen the full thing, potential of Rafi. Part of the Mookie thing was he said, he literally said this, I'm not that, like, stuck on staying in Boston. Where Rafi's saying... The he opposite. wants to be, yeah. Rafi's saying he wants to stay, he wants to figure it but, out, but yeah. at the same time, and he wants to get paid like he should. Yeah, and that's another thing, though, too. I mean, you're looking at Mookie Betts, obviously, I mean, one of the best players in the league for yeah. now, what, five years in a row? Yeah. And an incredible player, but in a way, I feel like, at least this is my perspective, I think he peaked with us. I think he hit he his peak he with did. us. I believe he so did. So why well. would we give him that mega contract and then just watch his fall off? what, four, four or five years down the road, well, maybe two, three years from now. Whereas Rafi, I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. I think yeah. I think in two, three years from now, he'll he be will, peaking, you know? Yeah, and I think that peak can be extended for a long period of time, especially yeah. with the new rules coming out uh, about the shift. I think that's well, I think yeah. it's going to help him tremendously in his career especially, with that kicking yeah, in next exactly. season. And especially in this MLB, which is so power-driven and oriented, yeah. he he's, he's one of those guys that it wouldn't surprise me if he got – 45 to 50 home runs one year like at his best at his peak oh i wouldn't be prime. surprised if whereas, he consistently yeah. hits between 35 and 45 home runs exactly whereas mookie he would get streaky and he would get hot but it kind of felt like and mookie also mookie is not a big game player if you remember he struggled yeah. in october yeah, even when we won the world series in 2018 he was nowhere near the uh top performer in that lineup i, I believe i'm not sure on the stat but if we looked it up i would bet that raff he was batting at a higher percentage in that playoff run than Xander than uh sorry than Mookie was for sure um so let's let's touch on today's game uh like I mentioned in the beginning we won 9-7 uh, extending our record to 3-3 three and three. um pretty big win especially for the offense uh reading out a couple stats that we want to go over Kike two hits second game in a row I think with two hits I believe yep. uh two RBIs he had a homer first yeah, home run of the big. year that was big and Kike's getting going that's huge for this offense mm-hmm. we were kind of worried off of that first series mm-hmm. where he looked like he had nothing in him yeah. now he's starting to play ball I love it um Devers with an RBI Trevor Story gets his first Red Sox hit and then his second in the game welcome Trevor um we were getting a little worried over I here I was very nervous not about gonna that. lie um he did strike out twice but he had an RBI to to um, listen. He's the kind of guy. He's gonna strike. He's gonna be boomer yeah. bust. We're gonna have sure. to be uh, uh, patient with him. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna drive you crazy in some at bats, yeah. but then you're gonna love him in others. So I think it's gonna be a waiting game with Trevor Story. Yeah. So a couple big things I wanted to touch on: Bobby Dalback, two hits. Yep. That uh, equated to two runs scored. Um, One of them was a big hit. Yeah. Big hit. Jackie Bradley Jr. Two hits. Huge. Three RBIs. That's another huge performance yep. from a guy who's hitting last in the lineup. Listen, if this lineup's going to get depth hitting, they're going to put up 9, 10, 11, 12 exactly. runs. They're, they're going to score a lot of runs. So they don't have yeah. to do it every day. They really don't. 
Um, but they they have to show up sometimes, and uh, this is what's going to happen when they do. Yeah, and then J.D. Martinez, three walks. Two, yeah. three walks. Yep. So, also um, with a hit. Yes, also with a hit. Um, as So, a couple takeaways from this game. Uh, like we mentioned, Kike playing ball, story with his first hit. Dahlbeck, proven that he could add to the lineup and not just strike out all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's put the ball in play. i got to give him credit. Exactly. So, let's touch on the bullpen real quick. Um, actually, I'm going to go to Evaldi first. Another solid performance yeah. for Evaldi. Only four hits allowed through five innings, uh, and two of the four hits were home runs. Just how yeah, it's just so, how baseball nowadays you works. Know, it, that's just it's the, it's the way it works. Especially he's a uh, fastball pitcher. He's you know? a fastball pitcher uh, against a talented lineup. They are a talented team. They got for sure. They got big got bats power in that hitters. lineup. Yeah. So uh, I thought Nate looked really good. He looked really sharp. He has his his, his stuff's just moving right now. He, yeah. His uh his junk is it's just it's unreal. Uh, his breaking ball mm-hmm. has been amazing. Uh, I believe uh, he had a curveball today. Twelve uh, six curveball just nasty. out of this world. It was nasty. nasty. Um. Another thing I want to add to that, Evaldi, is if you're a betting person, hey, I've done it two two uh, two starts in a row. Nathan Evaldi over five and a half strikeouts. It's he's almost a, a lock. He's, he's got a strikeout artist. Yeah, to a team. I believe he had six or seven the first start, six this start. Um, strikeout artist. He only went five innings too. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is a guy that's that's pretty much gonna give you it, five to six. It stems from his mentality. He he'll yeah. give up all the hits in the world, all the home runs in the world, and he does not care. He's gonna keep coming at batters. Uh, he's gonna try to uh, to hit his spots, and that's why I love Nate. He's just he's an absolute dog on the mound. Yeah. Okay, so I know you wanted to touch on the bullpen. Bullpen yeah. struggled a lot. What do yeah. you think? They were absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just there's no excuse for it. You just can't have five earned runs out of your bullpen. It's absolutely inexcusable. Uh, a 9-2 lead goes down to 9-7. Uh, a little bit of a panic there in the ninth inning. Uh, surprisingly, Robles, of all people, steps up and, and makes the big plays to put the game away. But, yeah. oh my God, the bullpen's an absolute disgrace right now. I um, mean, look how many arms he went to. So, Evaldi started, obviously. Matt Barnes, another scoreless outing. Uh, also, one inning. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. Let's let Nate Evaldi go over five innings. Yeah, what, especially what, what with pi- your bullpen. How many pitches did he throw today? Um, I'll check on that. It's just like, can, can we get a start and get to the sixth inning? Is that so much to ask, or is just analytics just completely dominating the game now? It's just, it's unbelievable. I I don't agree with it. Uh, if you got a guy like uh. Nate who can reach, he could honestly reach. I know it's early. You don't want to do this, but he can get to 110, 120 pitches easily. So I I don't I don't get why we're why we're taking him out in the fifth inning, especially with a bullpen as bad as it is, and especially when you need to get back home to Fenway at five hundred. The difference between going opening up at Fenway at three and three versus two and four, uh, in my opinion, that's a tremendous difference. So uh, obviously uh, he had a great performance. I just wish he, they let him play a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I think this was. I know exactly what you're saying, and I completely agree. I think we should have our starters. Go a little bit uh, longer, especially with that bullpen. He was, I think, over 100 pitches, though. Oh, I think okay. he had 101. Right. Okay. Um, but but I do agree with you for sure. I think, I mean, especially with this bullpen, you know, you can't get four innings out of Garrett Willock every time like we did last game, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, more on the, the struggles, uh, Austin Davis goes, gets two outs, allows two runs. Cutter Crawford comes in, gets one out, allows three runs. He is awful. Yeah, we almost we almost blew the lead. I mean, like, what was it? It was nine to was it nine to one or nine to two at one point? It was nine to two at one point. Yeah, and um, then just completely. Just what was that guy doing? Yeah, I and, really don't get it. Yeah, and you know, I mean, 
it seems like it seems like Alex Cora. I don't know how much I agree with it, even though he's had a really good start to the year. Um, it seems like Cora is going to Han- uh, Hansel Robles as this the closer. I mean, he had, he had this save. He came in in the ninth to to push against the Yankees in the opener. He's asking for trouble. He I, really is. Uh, I don't know if he's watched film from when he played on the Mets, but <laughs> Listen, this I'm guy not, was a disaster. I'm not one to question a single thing that Alex Cora does. I think exactly. he's I think he's the best in the world at what he does, and uh, I I Agreed. really I try not to question him at all. Hans and Robles, he sucks. I know he's good today, yeah. but. It's gonna bite us in the butt. Yeah, it's gonna. I hope it, he doesn't get false confidence in him, and then just bites us in the butt. And we at have a huge moment. We were talking know? about this yesterday. We have four big series in the next couple of weeks where we're playing. Uh, we're playing the Blue Jays. Uh, we're playing the Angels in that stretch. Uh, the Twins, another good team. Uh, I'm forgetting the other one, but just a, a lot of. Oh, the Rays. We're playing the Rays as Rays, well. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be a, a lot of. Uh, a lot of important series coming up, and I just don't want to have Robles letting up an absolute nuke in the ninth inning, blowing one of the games. I agree. Which is what I fear is going to happen. I agree. Um, so let's move on to Clayton Kershaw. Okay, so he goes out there in his first start. In Minnesota, all things considered, I think it was 33 to 39 degrees. Cold one, you know, not the best weather. He goes out there in his first start of the year, throws seven innings, Perfect. Completely perfect. Se- uh, 13 strikeouts. Oh, also, uh, one thing. Everyone on the broadcast, what are you doing saying Clayton Kershaw is perfect through seven innings? Don't say the word. What was oh, that? I kept on, what yeah, was that? I told, when, when I texted Ben to, to let him know, because I didn't know if he saw it or not, and we were in different locations, I said, Kershaw, no, I said, Kersh, PG alert or something right mm-hmm. kirsch pg i mean like you gotta have you that say, baseball show etiquette. some respect well not even just that even on twitter they're like clayton kershaw perfect through yeah, six perfect happened? through seven what happened? yeah why is everyone just like what what happened to the baseball you know what they did jinx it he got taken out in the pull- seventh inning like he shouldn't and then have they pulled him dave roberts red Sox legend love you dave roberts but what are you doing let him finish this game i understand he's coming off an injury he's older he's 34 years old let the guy go for a perfect game. No, and I think the best part about it was they bring in um, a, a relief pitcher to start the next inning, and I think the first batter got a hit. I think it was Gary Sanchez. First batter gets a hit on him, and the crowd is half cheering for the Twins and half booing for Roberts to be like, "Yeah, look at that! Like, just look yeah. at that!" Yeah, and I, they only I, fin- they only fin- they finish with one hit. It was the only hit of the game. No number, uh, no piece of analytics can can justify that choice, in my opinion. That yeah. was. Um, that was just. I to mean, me, that was disrespectful to Clayton Kershaw to take him out of that game. Especially, and I understand he's looking out for for injury, uh, so it, it's respectable in that aspect. Oh, but this guy's going for a perfect game. Adam Engel just robbed a home run in this White Sox Mariners game. I believe that's Adam Engel. Um, that was pretty sick, but. Um, I, I completely agree, and I believe there's, um, I might be wrong on this, I believe there's 23 all-time perfect games yeah. in the MLB history, MLB's been, what, history. I think it was a stat, it was like, I could be completely wrong, it was like 20,000 or 200,000 games have been played. I think I saw what you're talking baseball about. baseball games, 23 perfect games. I mean, it's just... And, I mean, the guy's earned all the respect in the world. Three Cy Youngs, an MVP, World Series champion. Yeah, I mean... You're throwing a, a, throw a perfect game. Took to that. less money to run it back with the Dodgers. Yeah, like, I think, honestly, at that point, 
and I don't know if this is a situation. I know Kershaw said he agreed with the move after, and he was fine Blaine with Kershaw's it. Kershaw's the but, kind of guy he's. Yeah, I mean, he's what is he gonna say? Yeah, exactly. What he's is he gonna not say? gonna. He's not gonna give but, the press anything to like chew yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if this is the situation or not. If, but I think he's earned the respect to at least have Roberts ask him and be like, "Hey, do you want to go out there or not?" Like me, he could be like me, me personally as a manager. I want. I want to pull you. What do you want to do? Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you decide your fate in this game. I would argue there's no player in the league today. I would argue even more than Trout because, in all honesty, I think Clayton Kershaw has accomplished the most out of any player in the league today with his Cy Youngs. Uh, finally got over the hump, winning his World yeah. Series title and winning an MVP as as a starting pitcher is just to me that that is so highly impressive. Yeah, uh, such such an achievement. Um, but he just he deserves way more respect than that, and it really just rubbed me the wrong way that. He's this close to history, only six outs away, 13 Ks on the game. It's not yeah. even like he wasn't having an efficient performance. Obviously, it was efficient because he I mean, had no hits. Or, or he had 80 or pitches or something? It, yeah, it wasn't even that. His pitch count was not that high. He, he could have gone more. I just, I hated the decision so much. Well, honestly, it. even more so than that, 13 Ks. So, the two other pitchers that came in both pitched His one inning each. His curveball was moving that's, today. That's six more outs that's possible. Realistically, I mean, he was hot. Maybe not all six batters he would have struck out, but he could have finished with like sixteen to eighteen, that, nineteen that strikeouts. Been, I mean, that would have that would have been one of the best performances in history. Twenty five more pitches max he would have had in that game. Yeah, let's put it that way. That, yeah. That's what is that? That's twelve, twelve but, and a half pitches an inning. And I agree. And say he goes out there and he's he's he doesn't have his stuff in the eighth inning as much as he did. He still has a perfect game, but he reaches what one hundred and five, hundred and ten pitches. Coming out of the inning, then you pull him. Then just yeah. pull him. I mean, yeah. like that, I would understand so much more. The fact that he had eighty, like, how do you know that he? I don't, how do you know he doesn't have a, a six pitch inning off ground balls the next uh, inning and then finishes with a hundred pitches, gets a perfect game, fifteen Ks. Like that's the fact that you didn't let him just try. For I, it, I you agree. Know? I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I think that's a great point. It should have been up to him. Yeah. Essentially. And it's cold out, so the ball's not flying. You know that. You know that there's definitely a chance that they could hit pop-ups and for it to die down and and be short of the fence, but um. And, and what I, a morale boost would that be for the whole team? Oh yeah. The, this the first week of the season. Yeah, uh, his first start. Yeah, I the, mean the the probably uh the most respected guy in your locker room goes out there and he throws a perfect game to start off the season uh, with all this expectation. They would just yeah. uh, th- their morale would be sky high. It would be to the moon. Uh, they they would be the best team in the world and they they would know it. For so, sure. I just and, um, I don't understand the move by Roberts, and I, and yeah. I respect Roberts a lot. It was it was really surprising. Another uh, tidbit that we'll end this one off on the uh, in that same game, pretty crazy. Cody Bellinger, seven hitter, goes yard, deep shot, like right center, I believe center. Yeah, I believe it, Gavin Lux, yeah, Gavin Lux goes right after him, yeah. back to back, and then Austin Barnes goes back to back to back. The seven, eight, and nine hitter go back to back to back in the same game while the perfect game was still going on. Is there on. a stat on the last time that that's happened? I don't know. I I would, I would love to know that. But I feel but... like this could that the fact that they had a long a long inning and this was the inning before he got taken out. Yeah. You have a long inning. I would understand if it was a short one, two, three inning. His arm doesn't have that much time to like rest up or or you don't want to like push him too too hard. He had a long inning. He could rest up Definitely. between. So I really there was no part of this move that made sense to me. All right, well, episode nine of Speaking Socks is in the books. 
Like I said, check us out on social media at the Tipsy Tailgate. Uh, if you're a fan of baseball, we have an interview with Lenny Dykstra, MLB legend. You know, World Series champion, uh, runner-up to Barry Bonds in MVP one 93. year. Absolute beast. Um, had a pretty crazy backstory, and, and his, his outside of baseball, off-the-field life is crazy. Really interesting guy. Really interesting, and we had a great, great interview with him really yeah. it was amazing yeah. definitely check that out Great on our guy. youtube um but yeah i mean that's all i have uh we'll see you in episode 10 see ya